I won't look while you do your intro. <laughs> good. It's all good. Welcome to the... Mo- <laughs> I can't even get through... I can't even get through my opening. I'm a bad guest. All right. That's my guest, Kelly Sullivan. We're going to get to her in a second because welcome to the Movement MFG podcast where I say the clothing industry is life and we talk about just that, the clothing industry and life. Today, we are going to talk about translating your designs and inspirations and how they come to life. All right, cue the tunes. Starting up, as you already know, I have Kelly Sullivan here. Kelly, say hi. Hey. Hey. Hello. Okay. If anyone doesn't know any type of backstory of anything, Kelly is my partner in crime, started GTS clothing with myself, and also then when we expanded to Movement MFG, um, basically since since day one has been um, has been on the ride has been on the ride so kelly handles all of our design from product design to uh branding as far as like graphics uh, aesthetics colors i mean any like graphics for website graphics for marketing product design as far as patterns colors i mean am i missing anything what else is there uh i don't know I think that's pretty much it. Uh, pretty we much say design, but it's it desi- encompasses pretty much it, everything. Pretty much everything that's like visual, pretty much. Yeah. Right? I and think then, the only thing is that I don't do is uh, sew. Is sew. Yeah, because that's my job. Because she sits there and says, this is what I want it to look like. And then I go and try to make it look like that. And yeah, that's exactly. And that's basically what it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty... Um, you know, the the dynamic, you know, because I would never be able to do what she does. So so the fact that I can sit there and then I think do what my strengths are of just like bringing it to life is um, is a is a great, great partnership. Um, all right. So, I mean, let's start off. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah. Good. I could use a little bit more coffee, doing but it's more the coffee. end of the day. So. That is true. We are coming to you from the MFG offices here at the end of the day. We just got done. Um, I mean, pretty much we did some client work, uh, you know, doing some patterns, doing some samples. We also, um, you know, we have under MFG, we have our GTS clothing line. Um, so we, we've actually been doing a lot with that because we have a whole, whole release coming up tomorrow with a photo shoot, all that stuff. So there's a lot to orchestrate with that. Um, so yeah, you know, we've been, we've been pretty busy here. It's kind of been, kind of been a, a whirlwind. Um, so let's start off with when when we basically start working with a mfg movement msg client a lot of times it starts with they send us a sketch or sometimes they're like oh i have i have this product whether sometimes it's from like it's like a, t- a 10 year old product i feel like gosh i just love it. i wear this over and over and over again or sometimes they're like oh yeah i got this in the store the other day this is like really what i like and so they come to us with kind of coming from either one of these directions and they're basically they try to portray you know their their inspiration so kelly when we basically get a sketch say what what is what is kind of like the first step from there to be able to translate it 
Okay, so I think what I think there's a couple different things that we should mention first is that when people come to us, you can come to us with any level of experience. So we have some people that come to us that have a fashion design background. Some people come to us, they already have a pattern made. Some people have an idea and that's it. And I think what is beneficial for the people that come to us is like, we're willing to work with you, whatever level that you're on, because we started at a level where we had nothing and didn't know anything. Yeah. So yeah. I, w- I always say like, oh, we've been in your shoes, you know, yeah, I tell exactly. everybody that. And everyone uh, through the process, whatever stage you're at, whatever level of experience you're at, like we've been at that level. So yeah. we can work with you wherever you're at. Um, so if someone brings us a sketch, you know, there's many different places where that person can be. It can be they're a fashion designer and their sketch looks amazing and it looks like something that you would see on TV. Or it could be like a drawing that is pretty hard to interpretate and doesn't yeah. really seem that great. Um, but what was your question again? Sorry. Like what's kind of what's the starting the first point? Step? You know, you know, like say someone gives us a sketch, like what you know, what's kind of like our first our first steps with that sketch? Yeah. Well what we normally try to do is look at their drawing or their pattern or whatever it is and kind of try to relate it to something that we've already done before yeah so yeah it's kind of like we're kind of like dissecting it yeah and it doesn't have to be like the same type of product but if it's like some sort of tank top or if it's some sort of t-shirt like what other t-shirts have we done and where can we you know start making this blueprint from from something that kind of already exists and we know that it works yeah um, obviously that, it requires a lot of modification, but you yeah. have to start from somewhere, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, so it's kind of like that foundation where say it's a tank top, but say it's a tank top that's like really complex or, you know, but, and say they want their, which is a whole nother thing, but say they want their sample size and small and that's what, and that's the size that we're basing everything on. We're going to go back to like a basic tank top, almost like as like our foundation and then be able to sit there and make modifications, you know, and then kind of begin the pattern work but you're right it does start with you know finding the almost like the simple product that's in that category yeah totally and i think um what we're trying to do for these people is we're trying to construct their product for them we're not trying to you know give them another drawing back we're trying to make it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you say deconstructing it you kind of have to deconstruct it so that you get the the basis of the product, the most important parts of the product, so you can understand how it goes together. Yeah. And then from there, work on how do we incorporate their details that make their product different. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, what the other side of this was, you know, basically, cre- you know, bringing that actual product that is your inspiration that is already on the market, say, um, and bringing it to us. And then from there, we actually have that foundation in hand. So I would, I mean, I w- my plan was to kind of quickly talk about that too, um, but obviously I think that, you know, the next step of of from this sketch when we start to sample it, I think the biggest thing is that it shows it sh- it will it will basically how do I want to say it it will it will show your designs in life to whether they will translate or not because a lot of times you you know you're sketching one thing but when it and it's sitting nice on the body, say, in your sketch. But then when we go to make the sample of it, it doesn't it doesn't translate that way. 
And a lot of the times, you know, that comes down to whether, you know, the fabric stretch or, you know, maybe we're not working with stretch fabrics, but like the cuts and maybe the angles aren't correct and so on. And that's obviously something that we have to work on. But I mean, what do you think is like the biggest, uh, I don't want to say like reason for that, but I mean, what's, what's the challenge with that? Um, well, I think more accurately, it's like, what is the challenge on bringing people's sketches to light? Well, that's kind of what you're just saying. So I think the thing is, is like, you can draw whatever you want, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go together and, or we can make it go together, but it's not going to, um, it might not, you know, might not, it might not. I'm trying to think of an example. It might not be be visually the way that you wanted it to, you know, because because like you can sketch something, but then in order to when 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 we then go to sew it, we or when we go to do the technical design part and the pattern and things like that, we have to make sure, you know, that it's that like the way it's constructed, that we're able to do that. Because there's a lot of times we have a sketch, and I'll sit there and I'll look at the sketch. And I'll kind of make notes and send it back to the designer and be like, and and I'm really just again going back to our original thing that I'm like kind of like dissecting it because I'm like this right here, we're not gonna be able to create with the type of stitching. It's like oh we can do that stitch, but that stitch is not gonna hold up over time, you know. Yeah, so like that I think type of stuff. okay, I think what we're trying to say is is that when someone brings us a drawing of something that they want made there's going to have to be compromise Mm -hmm. along the way with the Mm -hmm. person designing it because things aren't always going to be able to be manufactured in the way that they're drawing based on their, based on their price point and based on their end design. So if you're trying to design something and functionality is not that important to you, Mm -hmm. then you have a little bit more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, it just depends on, what is the most important thing to the designer? Is it that it is a functional piece? Is it that the design comes out exactly the way they drew it? Yeah. Or is it that they want to stay in a certain price point? They want the price that they sell it to their customers at. Yep. Is that the most important thing? Yeah. And then we have to work backwards because... It's so funny you say that. I talked about this in like two episodes ago about working backwards. Yeah, because, I mean, someone draws something. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be impossible to make. There's a million different ways to make anything, you yeah. know? But... When you're making them in small quantities or you're doing a production run of these things, like, is that actually feasible? Or are you trying to design a one-off product, you know? Like, I I think that is kind of where we are. I think the the word that hit it was compromise because there is, I guess – you know, we this this goes even deeper because, yes, there's compromise to, like, okay, how you want it to look. You know, like, can we actually bring that to life with the stitching, the functionality, everything you just said? But then, yeah, like compromise of, of I mean, we haven't, it's not even talking about pricing and so on and things like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like all together, I guess, now that we're talking about it. But that word, I think, pretty much sums it up is, you know, do you want that functionality or are you looking for performance, you know, and, and so on? Yeah. And I think, um, it definitely depends on where your background is too, because if you're coming to us with an idea of something that you want to design, yep. those type of people are normally more open to compromise because they're not da- like trying to get into the nitty gritty of how things are yep. constructed. Even I, like I don't, no, oh, sorry, I don't sew. So sometimes when I'm designing something, 
you know, it's not always possible because of the way that things have to be sewn together and the yeah. amount of time that we want to be able to manufacture it in. Mm -hmm. And so it's like problem solving. How can we get this to go together in a way that doesn't compromise the look that much, yeah. but still makes it feasible to sew? Yeah, totally. And that's why I, I especially on if anybody follows us on Instagram, whenever I post, I, most of the time I'm stressing about technical design and I feel like where I think it, the industry kind of you know has a disconnect is that they and I again I've said this in past ep, past podcast episodes is that we have some, you know you have your pattern maker okay and I always say like based on how the person's making your pattern does that person know how like how efficient that is going to be in on, yeah, on the production the floor things can always go together but it's not necessarily going to yes. be efficient which yeah. makes your price more expensive yes. we're going to charge you more money to make it then you have to sell it for more money yeah so you kind of have to figure out like what yeah do you care about that and that's why if you don't have a background in it and you just want to bring a product to life you have a brand vision but you don't have any experience in manufacturing or sewing to us that's fine but there's certain things that like you use certain stitches for certain yeah. pieces of clothing and for certain parts of a body. And some of those cost more than others. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's guidance and, and understanding like, like what I'm finding over and over again, it's just really understanding their needs and like what's important to them. Yeah. You know, like is price the most important thing or is making the best possible product at any cost the most important thing? You know, and that's kind of the two ends of the spectrum. Um, okay, so I, I before we, I mean, we could talk all day about that, but what about what about? And this is kind of like we we're just saying, like this is kind of like the unspoken thing in the industry. It, and and I can tell you right now, I know of a, a handful. So I bet you everyone is doing this, but going and getting inspiration from others and actually taking their product and using that as your as your base as your baseline for your product inspiration. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone is doing that. Everyone is taking someone else's product and using it as a jumping off point. So yeah. they're like I want this but a little bit different. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when you're starting out, you don't want to admit that that's what you're doing to other people. You saw a product, you really like it, you want to make it your own but a little bit different. That's actually helpful to us. Yeah. We don't care. Bring us the thing so we can look at it, we can dissect it, yeah. and we can if, help if, make you a better product. It fast tracks the process in a way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, or anything like bringing types of material that you like or bringing a shirt that you already own and saying, that's I want to make something different out of this similar material. That's How so can you true. help me with this? That's so true because then you can sit there and actually touch and feel what they're looking for versus versus someone trying to describe it to you. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, so then, so obviously, when you get you get through the sampling process, you know, it gets from sketch or you know sample to actual you know product finalized and things like that, and then and then you know before you're pretty much ready to go, um, you know, while kind of you know I guess prior to production, but then there's tagging, you know, and this is this is another little nitty gritty piece to the to the process that I think is kind of overlooked. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what comes. It's like the last step. So you've designed your whole product with us. You're ready to go to production. You've decided, you know, you how many small, medium, and large you want, what color you're doing. Everything is set to go. And no one ever thinks about how they're finishing this. Yeah. What do you, do you have 
a logo? Do you have an inside tag that you want? Do you have an outside tag you want on it? How And how are you selling these? Are you selling them in a store? Are you selling them online? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have packaging? Do you have hang tags? Any yeah. of this stuff? And it's an afterthought, which is, well, to me, backwards because I do a lot of graphic design. But, yeah. I mean, it's it pulls your whole product together for sure. And, like, you're not going to design an amazing product that you're super proud of and then just, like, print out a piece of paper and, like, staple it onto your product. Absolutely <laughs> not. You just yeah. took your legit product and made it look like it was, like. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you spent all this time. You know what I mean? Time, effort, you know. Um, you know, I know on, on our end, it's it's a lot of time and effort to, you know, again, bring it to life with all this. And I'm sure even with, like, the inspiration and, and you know, the front lines of it, yeah. And then it's just, like, a little kind of stuff that's... Yeah, and I mean, look. we're he- we're here to help people with that. But at the same time, like, you need a logo. You're like, what is your <laughs> brand name? You need a logo. And you also, logo. And- do you have an idea? Like... You send us a picture of, you know, go to any store. What's your favorite store? Go there. Check out how they're labeling their clothes and get ideas. You know, send us a picture of someone else and say, I want my clothes to have a tag that looks like this. Yeah. And I think, and too, like the more, I think the more, I think where, where, where basically our process slows down when we work with clients is when they kind of don't know exactly what they want. You know, yeah, and because sure. if they don't know what they want, then we sure as hell don't don't know. And that's going to be even tougher for us to to make any type of product exactly what they want if, if they don't even know. What yeah. They and want. possibilities are endless. So, you know, do the yeah. research first, decide what you want and honestly just get inspiration from other people. Yeah. What do you like and what do you and don't totally like? And, fine, yeah. and that I feel like will very quickly like narrow your path down, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we'll say, we, you know, we get through the tagging process through all that, and then you're kind of presenting your products, which, which are kind of a collection, you know? Yeah, so let, sure. yeah. So let's talk about kind of like the importance of a collection. I guess let's even take a step back and be like, what is a collection? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, even for us at or GTS. What makes up a collection, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a seasonal collection, like especially if you're just starting out. Let's say you're releasing five pieces. I just think that you need to have an idea of how all these five pieces are tied together. Mm-hmm. So that way when you're presenting it to someone, a customer, you're posting pictures of it on Instagram, it's all cohesive. And there's a clear message that you're trying to put out there. Your message doesn't have to be something super obvious, like a saying printed on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be like, are you selling like what well, we do, activewear? Are you doing bathing suits? Are you doing, you know, um, casual clothing? And what is it that ties it all together? So are you using similar shades of color? Like, do you have a color palette? Yep. If you don't have a color palette, do you have one type of fabric that you're using across the collection that kind of makes it cohesive. Um, are you doing one style, but many different colors? Are you coming out with like a product and doing a bunch of colors or what is it that brings everything together? You're not just going to come out with five totally random different products because, and here's another point. A lot of times people are designing for themselves, which I think is fine. A lot of times people are designing because they found a problem or they really like something and it's not already out there. So that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. But choose five things that go together, Mm -hmm. you know, so that 
when you're marketing it and you're bringing it to life, it makes sense to your future customers. You're not mm-hmm. going to co- come out with a bathing suit and yeah. also come out with a cargo jacket. Yeah. Like, and it makes it what? more appealing almost when like subconsciously it makes it more appealing when it all goes. Together. Yeah. It feels more complete. Even if you only have three items, but there are three things that go together. Yeah. That's perfect. And you could have two products that are available in three colors yeah. and you're obviously targeting a very specific person, or you could have, you know, a guy's and a girl's variation of something, but they come out in the same color so that everything is cohesive. I think what happens sometimes is when people get caught up in the idea that they can work with us because we do such small minimums that they have a million ideas and then they pick their five favorite things or whatever they are and they want to bring them to life, but they don't relate to each other. Yeah. And, you know, be realistic with your timelines too. So, I mean, with GTS, we're kind of really flexible because we have our whole manufacturing facility you know, right outside these doors and active wear is besides colors and stuff like that. It's year round, you know, like if you're going to wear a sports bra, you're going to wear it in the winter and in the summer, you know, like I, people have (laughs) leggings forever, you know, like they're going to wear it all year round. But if you're coming out with a dress or if you're coming out with a t-shirt or a pair of shorts, be realistic with your timeline and when is it going to come out and when do you plan to release it? Because if you're going to release a t-shirt line in the middle of winter, when are you doing your photos? All, you know, that just is, yeah, no, actually. To, and that's, and that's another thing. Another thing to think about is yeah. Like when you're doing, you know, in the winter time, say up in the North, you know, and, and you're kind of like ahead of schedule though, you know, getting everything done, but still it's, it's, it's cold out. Like forget about doing t-shirt, in this, you know, t-shirt yeah, pictures, pictures. In, in the snow. Yeah, what know? kind of budget are you working with? <laughs> Do you need to go on vacation to yeah. take the photos? Need to travel to a tropic place yeah. as a business expense to yeah, get some tax right off to get some nice photos and warm weather on the beach. Oh, that sounds that sounds good right about now. Yeah, I could go for that. We've been battling the cold up here nonstop. I feel like every more days than not, I'm pushing snow off my car in the morning, or mm-hmm. chipping away at ice. Yeah, ice know. is a big one. How are you? How are you dealing with the the cold? Honestly, I don't. I hate the cold. I don't mind the snow, but I hate the cold. So like yesterday was That's fine. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that cold. It was snowing. Like bring yeah. on the snow, but please. Yeah. The with the week where it was like one degree out for a whole week. Yeah. Well, I was no, in a dark place. Or in the negatives. Sure. I mean, in negative, it was like negative 10. We even got to like negative 20. I mean, bundle up, bundle up. Um, all right. So, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Very, very insightful. We got through this without you laughing and making fun of me. Well, mostly in, in the <laughs> beginning. I might keep that. I might keep that intro. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Kelly, Kelly brings a lot of insight We'll have to have her back on here more. Um, We're wrapping up our day here at Movement MFG. Until next episode.